With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening. And we've got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Uh, before we get rolling, a little bit of, uh, I think we have the Twilight Magazine is now up for subscribers, and uh, it's a very, very interesting issue, so you might want to be going over and taking a look at that. Uh, sun, now this is from scientists, sun has been erupting nonstop this month, and giant flares are incoming, scientists now say. Uh, Larry, that sunspot that gave off, what, probably an X-45, who knows, that was huge, uh, that'll be coming around, around, uh, what, the 22nd, 222, somewhere in there? Oh, I would estimate, yeah, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, somewhere in that time frame, probably, it, it's moving closer, and there is some big ones coming off that side. Yeah. Well, the Earth is in a lot of trouble. Here's a prophecy. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. But here's what it says. War begins on February 23rd. I asked the Lord this year, and Jesus said, yes, this year. I'm going to jump down here a little bit. I have been asking, and Jesus' Holy Spirit went to release this word. War begins on February 23rd. Repeating for clarity, for the sake of blocked ears, war War begins on February 23rd. Uh, So, anyway... The rest of it is moral. She, the bride of Yeshua, my bride, must remain strong with her lamps full. Referring back, I presume, to the parable of the ten virgins. Um, Anyway, he says, I uh, don't do anything without notifying. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, February 23rd is uh, four days from now. And with what is going on, Larry and I are going to go in depth into what's going on over there to Ukraine, at Ukraine. So um, things are heating up massively, quickly. And there are hints coming out of Russia that they fully do intend to get involved in this. 
and they're being forced into it by global deep state. This is all a scripted operation that they've uh, uh, just, uh, I guess one could say, uh, they're running the script, and uh, we're, we're in for a war. As Larry and I have told you many times before, the uh, global deep state has to have their war in order to, I believe, they think they have to have it in order to bring in their new world order. Now, if you're familiar with Albert Pike, a Freemason, a leading Freemason, by the way, he uh, said, and uh, he said he got, uh, I don't know whether this was a vision or what it was, but he wrote down that there would be three world wars. First two have gone down exactly as he said. The third world war we're watching form right now, and uh, we just have to watch and see what the turns and twists are as to how it gets down to Jerusalem, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, and, and how they want to destroy all of those religions to bring in their Luciferian uh, earth-based, humanity-based religion. Yeah, it's just going to be very, very interesting to watch how all that happens. Uh, what do you think, Larry? You think Albert's going to be right? Well, I don't know. It, it's very possible. I mean, you know, they are working all this out to bring those forces together. Of course, I find it uh, interesting that Anton Johansson in his book, uh, he wrote that basically even though the war continued, you know, from World War I, uh, he said there really is only one war. He said uh, they're all the very same war. There's just pauses in between them. What do you think? Yeah, that's probably absolutely right. Uh, it's, a, it's an agenda that has to be worked out in order to bring about, well, God's agenda as well as the uh, – uh, the grand delusion, the arrival and all that, I want to kind of get into that as well. There's been a lot of paranormal activity of late, and people, uh, even your major prophetic websites, are starting to talk about the arrival much more than they ever did before. I would also advise people to go to our Angel Fall 923 uh, deal and uh, look at the uh, Gateway series ufo gateway to hell tells you all about it that was issued back in nine uh let's see 20 oh no it was uh i think it was around 1999 something like that before 2000 that was released so quite a while ago but it's it's just as current now as it was then uh, so and even tom horn with the great delusion set to unfold scientists at the galileo project are asking who will represent humanity when the aliens arrive now isn't that interesting the great delusion strong delusion of thessalonians is set to unfold so they're all saying uh this is going to happen and who's going to represent humanity? Well, if you follow the movies, the U.N. will be the one who talks for mankind. In fact, they'll make it illegal for anyone to uh, be speaking to aliens 
uh, if they can, I don't know how you ever enforce that kind of a law, but they want the U.N. to be totally involved in all of this, just as it was in Close Encounters and all of those other movies uh, concerning the arrival of alien beings. Now, some are good, some are evil, if you follow the movies and whatnot. Good cop, bad cop. The thing that probably most people don't realize is they're all cops. And Larry's very familiar with how you do that. You have a good cop come in, he offers donuts and stuff like that and coffee, and then another one comes in who's really kind of nasty. And that's how you psychologically work on a a person you're pretty sure has has committed a crime. That's This is what they're going to do, folks. Uh, the arrival is very close at hand. And uh, along with, uh, I believe, the removal of the bride, but we'll just have to watch and see how that goes down. Uh, what do you want to bring up first, Larry? What have you got on the table? Oh, I was, uh, well, I, I was also going to, found something interesting. Well, I got a couple things here, actually. Uh, I stumbled back onto, uh, and of course, everybody knows Barry Rothman had all of his websites just literally basically incinerated and destroyed. And uh, he's back up, though, and and he just got a brand new one out today, by the way. And uh, this is really interesting. I want to share this uh, (laughs) because, you know, a number of years ago, you know, I was raised in uh, Texas, and in mm-hmm. Texas, everybody voted. Everybody was a Democrat. Everybody, and my mother and her mother and her mother's mother, and well, as far back as you could go, everybody was Democrats. And uh, so I was voting Democrats. And then a few years ago, I figured out, well, them weren't really good people. And then during, uh, you know, the 2016 election, you know, and then the 2020 election, well, it's not even a, <laughs> it's not even a guess whether they're good or bad guys in the Democratic Party. And I, I can't even imagine, Stuart, I, I literally can't imagine, because you have choice. You know, you don't have to be a Democrat. You can leave the Democratic Party. But, you know, whatever. But I can't even mm-hmm. imagine, Stuart, anybody in the church... <laughs> Or anybody that calls themselves Christian could be a Democrat. Everything the Democrats are for, I'm against, and apparently so is Jesus. So, well, there's my rant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to do that, but uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> but anyway, Barry Rothman ran a uh, Torah code February 18th, 2022. And he titled it, Democrats Encoded with Violence. Now, boy, that's mysterious. And I'm going to post this maybe. I I didn't get a chance to write my blog today. I got so involved in intelligence and and the incredible amount of uh, information that's coming in and not all of it easy to find. Uh, I just didn't have time to write a blog. Maybe tomorrow. But anyway, uh, Rothman made this comment. Before I read you the uh, code, Rothman made the comment, and he said, when the Torah was written, the author knew that the Democrats would stand for crime, a world of corruption that would be filled with violence and murder. 
And then he also quotes uh, Genesis 6:11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Boy, I mean, you, when you read those term, that information and that terminology from Barry Rothman in Florida, you're thinking, hey, uh, he must have looked out the window. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> the interest. I don't mean to be humorous, but well, there it is. But anyway. Here's the code, though. He ran. He did this actually and presented it today. And there's seven wordings in it. Uh, some of it, and, and I'm going to read the the numbers, and then I'm going to read it all together. Number one, Democrat. Number two, crime. Number three, and the earth was corrupt. Number four, before God. Number five, and was filled. Number six, the earth with violence. Number seven, murder. And so when you read all that together, Stuart, it's very interesting. Democrat crime, and the earth was corrupt before God and was filled the earth with violence and murder. What do you think? <laughs> it couldn't have be more accurate. And what's interesting <laughs> is Genesis 6-11 is actually a 9-11. The 6 is just you invert the 6. It's a 9-11 wow. code. The earth was corrupt before God. The earth. This is a latter-day pronouncement, I believe, uh, because it has to be, because we have the Democrats, and the Democrats are the ones advancing the jab. They're advancing everything that's evil. Uh, the, the murder rate from the jab is now astronomical, and the maiming rate is astronomical. I mean, we're talking millions around the world. The uh, mainstream media is totally complicit in trying to hide that, along with the governments of the world. But all of this is really leaking out. And uh, the Democrats uh, used to be the party of the people. Well, maybe they were and maybe they were. Who knows? But mankind is a fallen creature. And uh, I've always believed that as we get towards the end and Daniel's 70th week and all that, all the Lord is doing is trying to show humanity who they really are. And they just don't want to admit that they're fallen, that they're evil, that we're full of corruption. It all goes back to Genesis and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And as, as we've said before, you can't have two powerful but opposite forces operating in the same mind. And I think that's what the Lord is trying to show mankind, that it doesn't work at all. And you've all probably seen the yin-yang symbol of the eternity of uh, good and bad and right and wrong and all this. Has it ever occurred to people? that there is a place where all of that does not exist and that only love remains. You have to think about this now from the Genesis story, which most people think is mythology. It was not mythology. It was true. Adam was created in the image of God. And we're told in the Bible, the image of God, God is a spirit. Spirit, and God is divine love. Divine love is a whole lot different than mankind's loves, of which I think the Bible lists something like 34 different kinds of, of mankind's loves. 
uh, divine agape love is so far superior to anything mankind can come up with. Uh, that's the issue now between man and God. When we ingested the knowledge of good and evil, we lost. We were cut off from the divine love of God. That's the whole story of the fall. We are cut off from God, the creator. So Jesus comes in to rescue that part of it. And if we do what we're told, that connection will be reestablished. That's what Jesus meant when he said to be born again, is to get that divine agape restored in part to humanity, to those who come to Jesus. That's what the whole thing is for. It's a restoration project. It's a rescue project. Jesus was called in the Bible the second Adam. And you may recall that Jesus had some troubles with his own apostles, his own people. He he kept kind of, well, don't you understand what I'm saying? Well, no, they couldn't understand what he was saying in some instances because he wasn't of the same ilk. Uh, It's amazing, the story, once you start reading it. So this is, to me, uh, Larry, this is a latter-day warning, another sign from the Lord that uh, the, the crime wave of humanity and the fourth beast of Daniel, the, the great liberals, um, whatever his name is, or Schwab from the uh, World Economic Forum, all these people, Bill Gates, absolutely evil to the core. They have no conscience. They have no mercy. They have an agenda. They're just hollow people. They are kind of a biological robot. Uh, Mercy, compassion, love, and all that, they're cold to us. Their consciences are seared. I think that's what this is all about. That's kind of what he was talking about. (laughs) But it is interesting, isn't it, that the the Lord would mention the Democrats in this. I'm sure a lot of Democrats would not like to hear that and probably don't subscribe whatever to what's going on. And, uh, you know, the Democratic and the Republican parties have changed so much over the last 50 years, they're almost unrecognizable now for what they were at one time. What do you think? I think this is amazing. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, and and it looks like to me, uh, you you almost want to look around for a real party, but you can't find one. And uh, the reason I say that is... Over the last probably 10 years now, the Democratic Party has been really good at stealing things, well, steal, kill, and destroy. That seems to be their new motto. And with that going on, what's interesting is the Republican Party simply doesn't know how to even fight back. So you're standing in the middle saying, where? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't have many choices now. Well, you do have a choice. Jesus gave us one. And that was to get out of this world matrix and follow him. Uh, Very, very interesting uh, what he had to say about following the politics. did a little word study. This is just kind of a deviation. We've got time tonight, though. So 
going to do this. There's a verse of scripture, 2 Timothy 4. No man that warreth, or, or lady, that warreth entangleth himself, herself, with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now, I kind of wanted to drill down on this. So, the word warth, to serve in a military campaign, figuratively to execute uh, the duties of an, apo- an apostle, the, with his arduous duties and functions, to contend with your carnal inclinations, to be a soldier, to go to war. This is a spiritual war. And there's a reason why Jesus is warning us through Timothy not to get entangled into the affairs of what's going on on earth, because we've been called out of it. Now, the entangle word is to entwine oneself. That is figuratively to involve yourself with, to entangle in the affairs of this life. The word affairs simply means transactions, negotiations, blah, 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 you know, politics and whatnot. Uh, Then the other word, life, means a present state of existence. By implication, the means of livelihood. Uh, So you're supposed to not get involved in these political affairs. Now, you can go back and look at what Jesus did. Did he get involved in any of this? Other than to say, you know, give to Caesar what's Caesar's. He really did not get involved in any of it. Why? Because his whole mission was to make people understand, get out of this matrix, get out of this planet. It's not easy, in spite of all the John 3.16 people. Jesus said over and over again through various people, this is not an easy task. Extricating yourself from the world and from the world affairs is not easy. But he commanded it. And I got a whole bunch of comments uh, two or three shows ago when I did the thing on obedience. But no one answered with a, uh, like, where Jesus said, obey me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, not obey what I tell you? Uh, I never got one comment where Jesus, where they presented factual data, scriptural data, where Jesus said that does not apply to the Christian. In fact, all of the words that I used, all of the phrases that I quoted from in Scripture, not one person with all of the comments ever presented proof text where Jesus said it does not apply to the Christian. If you can show me where Jesus said it does not apply, that's one thing, but you can't. And the reason you can't and the reason you avoid uh, proving it in that manner, Jesus didn't say it, Jesus didn't mean it, and Jesus said it didn't apply. Paul, for example, says every word of Scripture applies, every word, not just what you want to have apply, not what you filtered through your biases. This is the problem of modern Christianity. Jesus said, come to me as a little child, 
What is he saying? He's saying drop your biases. Drop your biases. It's very difficult to do. If you're a Baptist, you're going to apply your Baptist theology, your, your bias. If you're a Lutheran, you're going to apply it through Lutheran theology. If you're Catholic, you're going to do it through the Catholic theology. doesn't matter what you are. You could be an Islamic. You could be a follower of Confucius. Jesus said, drop all of it, every bit of it. Come to me as a child. A child has no biases yet. They haven't had time to develop uh, a filter system, which is really what a bias is. It's a filtration system in your brain. And you filter what you're reading through that bias. You have to get rid of the bias. You just read what Jesus said. You do what he said. It's not complicated. But instead of that, we hear, well, what about this verse here? Well, you can't take one verse or even a dozen verses to prove a point. You have to go through the whole thing, and you have to put it together. And when you put it together, it's obvious what's going on in modern Christianity. Satan's very, very smart. He has his angels of light. They have redacted almost all of what Jesus said. They, don't, they won't believe it. The Bible said at the time of the end, people would be turned unto fables, and they would love it. They would be turned into fables, and they would believe lies, and the truth they would throw out. And that's exactly what's going on, folks. You can sit there and say, I don't have to do that. I don't believe God meant that. You can build your own theology to eternal damnation. That's your right. Everybody has that right. I would advise you strongly not to do that. Here's another one. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to make effort, to be prompt or earnest, to give due diligence, to be diligent, to endeavor, to labor, to study. What did Jesus say? Labor for the meat that endureth unto eternal life. Oh, he couldn't have meant that. That's a mistake. Uh, that must be applying to somebody else. Okay, the root word's kind of interesting. This eagerness, earnestness, diligence, forwardness, carefulness, word approved, properly acceptable. In other words, you're like a gold is essayed. That is approved by God, approved, tried. Oh, that can't, we're saved by John 3.16. What is, it, what is all this properly acceptable or essayed, tried through the fires of the narrow way? No, you can't have that anymore. Uh, workman, guess what that means? A toiler a teacher, a laborer, a worker. Folks, you can sit there all you want and say none of this applies. But I don't want your blood on my hand. That's not what I want. I would that Billy Graham's theology and John 3.16 were correct. 
I would love to have it so. It isn't. You cannot do that. Jesus told you, you cannot do that. So when you email me or you make your comments, why don't you address the issue that Jesus never said it? Here's a verse that proves he never meant it or it doesn't apply. That's all I'm asking you to do. Every one of my books, from Dark Light to uh, The Mystery of Christ to uh, Frequencies, The Poor Lost Christian, all of those are made so that you can prove they're wrong. Do you understand? So you can prove they're wrong. And the only way you're going to prove they're wrong is to get into the scriptures, which is what my research ministry for the last 35 years has been all about. Get into that Bible. Folks, you're running out of time. You really are. Hell is forever. Why are people being so passive about all this? That's nothing to be passive about. Once you're there, you never get out. I had a friend of mine who was taken to hell in a vision. And he said, nobody wants to be there. I I saw a little bit of it myself. You don't want to go there. If the little tiny bit that I saw, if God showed that to the human race, I believe 100% of the human race would be saved if they actually believed it. You don't want to go there. And yet, when I hear all this stuff and I see these comments, I just weep, because that's where you're going to go if you keep doing that. You have to believe what Jesus said. It's like a puzzle. It's no different than Larry when he was a, a police officer and had to solve a crime. What do you do? Well, Larry will tell you what you do. A clue here, a clue there, a clue here, a clue there. You can spend years at it. In fact, uh, all these uh, TV shows are about that. Some of these guys that are retired police go back into cold case files, and they can work for a couple years. But they do solve the crime, and they do arrest the suspect. Well, Scripture is no different. It's a clue here, a clue there. That's why it says uh, a little here, a little there, line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, where you build. That's why it tells you to study. Well, nothing for that for a rant. (laughs) Where else do we want to go, Larry? What else you got you want to talk about? Well, I was going to mention real quick, we had a little extra time tonight. I was going to mention... Years ago, I, I, I watched a movie that was uh, really interesting, and it was one of the uh, early versions of Dune. And I, I know you're familiar yes. with the book yep. Dune and the movies. And anyway, my wife had read Dune. I never had read it, but in 2021, this last year, I think it was November, December, uh, December, I believe it was, they brought out a brand-new remake of Dune, and our Got my hands on one this year, 2022, and watched it, and boy, it had some interesting stuff in it. It was a little bit different from the original version of Dune. And so I got my hands on a, it's a big book, uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. I got my hands on one, 
and it was published in 1965, and mm-hmm. I just really reread it the other day, and guess what? It is the most, it's an incredible, the story of Dune, and, and you were thinking nobody wants to go to hell. Well, uh, in Dune, uh, there's a planet called Arrakis, and they call it Dune, and it's a place where the spice is. That's the most valuable thing in in the universe. But the the mm-hmm. one planet Arrakis where they get all of this uh, spice that you can't even you don't even have enough money to spend to buy it. Uh, it's the most dangerous planet in in the universe. And but what I'm getting at is as I read this uh, and I've read it in the last week and a half, I guess. Uh, and it, it's it's so interesting because the entire scenario of Dune is actually a poli- it's a political writing, it's politics, and and really it, it's it's really close. If you've seen the Hunger Games, that also was a a political yes. scenario where. And what this is what's odd, the in Dune, the uh, I guess you would call him the. Uh, you know, the basically king of the universe or whatever, uh, Shaddam, uh, he, resemb- he resembles Biden and his cabinet. And in in uh, the Hunger Games, you know, you had the president or the ruler at the Capitol. Same scenario. There's yes. so many clues stirred out there, but I guess hell would almost be like being on Arrakis, if you will. <laughs> and, yeah. and so where there's literally... As far as you know, no water. There's lots of sand, hot sand, and no water. There's worms that eat you if if they get a hold of you. And the the most valuable thing in the universe is there, but you risk your life to go try to find it. But I read this book, and, and I'm not going to get into it right now. And I don't want to use up the time on the show. But there was a lot of scriptures in this book. And, of course, they have uh, witches called the Bene Jesuits. And mm-hmm. all of this in it, and they got a guy that's supposedly the Messiah, you know, and and blah blah blah. But it's it's really really a politically interesting scenario of almost the time frame we live in, twenty twenty two. And even in this book is something I did not recognize. It's not in the movie, but in the book they have come past AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism, and they found that to almost have destroyed the human race. So basically, the only, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the new laws in the book was, in the time frame that they're living and trying to get the spice off the planet by human hands, is that you cannot build any machine that would be built like a human brain to think. And so... I never, I never realized that was involved in Dune. I never did, but I just, but I'm a, I'm a real weird duck, Stuart, or a strange bird. You can call me either one. I really don't care. I read books, and, and I read books other people probably would spit on. But I read books, and I watch movies, and I know a lot of people think I'm totally wasting my time. But as I'm reading these and watching these and and really discerning what's in this stuff, there are clues, just like law enforcement. There are clues in every single one of these that I read that the Holy Spirit will show me something and say, there it is, embedded, that's the truth. So I go through these movies, I go through these books, I, I glean the truth out of it, and I find out things. 
that that's uh, absolutely this is uh, uh, I believe even a good share of the movies like Schwarzenegger's Terminator series very very prophetic. Uh, this is how the Lord communicates with the unsaved world. It's everywhere. It's just that you got to have eyes to see it. And uh, it's, it's, it's too bad to watch an entire, like America, going down the tubes. Um, people basically, by and large, or at least a good share of them, don't seem to care one way or the other. Kind of like the word that the Lord gave you, apathetic, apathy. They, they, they don't care about anything. Uh, I can understand part of that, I guess. I mean, you know, they've lost their voice. Uh, politics, talking about politics, the the money people could care less what the vote is. doesn't matter what you vote for. Uh, the money is what runs it, and it's going to keep running it until the Lord says, I've had enough. Interesting, AI will destroy humanity because that's exactly what it's doing. And uh, these uh, jabs, I believe firmly, that uh, some of them are designed, not all of them, they're beginning to find out that there were different batches for different things. And they keep track of all of that. And uh, they keep track of who is and who hasn't. They've got a list of who hasn't as well as who has. They also got a list of what jab uh, they took. And that's what they're monitoring. And I believe uh, they're coming in with the kill shot. It'll be a booster or it'll be the uh, snake patch that Bill Gates has already come out and said that's what we got to have. And it's a cure-all for all things. That's how they're going to sell it. And, uh, you know, everybody must take it, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, switching horses a little bit. Alien humanoid engaged and shot by U.S. Air Force personnel during a UFO encounter. Now, this is from a little bit ago. A U.S. Air Force base, mostly known for its Bigfoot activity, is also referenced in a 1972 UFO extraterrestrial shooting incident. The facility was the McCord Air Base, Air Force Base, also known as Joint Base Lewis McCord. And uh, these things, people don't realize that this stuff is going on. There was a uh, deep underground facility, a dumb, what they call a dumb uh, military operation, in which how many soldiers were killed in that fight they had with the aliens, Larry? Do you remember? It was a big no, underground battle. Yeah, that was under Dulce, wasn't it, or somewhere like that. Yes. And yep. Stan Dale was very knowledgeable about it, but, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, they have integrated themselves, and this is all part of the strong delusion. I want to get into that a little bit and interrupt anywhere you want, Larry. Uh, let's see. I've got to find well, it Well, you're looking that up. Yeah, yep. while you're looking that up, I was just going to mention also, you mentioned the Bigfoot. And yes. uh, we're going to have to have John Vanderventer on again because he's got two of his books out there now. Uh, he mm -hmm. got his other one out after he did our show. Uh, the, the second book, which really goes, the first book is basically the Bigfoot. 
and uh, you know the uh, black projects and and all of this kind of thing and and but the second book gets into the UFOs the other thing I mean it really goes into areas that are shocking and and I have talked to him about if he knew if he had ever heard of or knew Red Elk and he did not however in his second book he begins to reveal things that all Bigfoot are not the same Bigfoot now some right. are. Some are, you know, he claims in his book. I mean, he brings it out, and we're going to have to really dig into this stuff and what he knows because he he knows a lot. In his second two books, he's working on. I've already seen the covers and uh, a little bit of where they're going, and it is shocking, absolutely shocking. However, I wanted to mention that uh, some of the uh, Bigfoot, he's he's differentiated between the ones that are beast-like or animal-like, a certain ape-like. Uh, mm-hmm. creation and then the bigfoot that's the, basically the big bigfoot that is silent and sometimes invisible and moves around stealthily and blah 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 and then also a bigfoot that basically tied in with ufos and interdimensional and it can go into other dimensions and come back and it actually can uh connect and uh, work alongside the aliens, if you will, if that's the term you want to use, or the fallen ones. And uh, basically some of those are even uh, Nephilim type and, and hooked into yes. the ancients. And he calls these people, he calls these Bigfoot, I say people, but he calls these Bigfoot, he's, he's got a name I never had heard before. He calls them relics. And I really want to, we're going to do a show one day and get into this stuff and, yeah. and share some of what uh, uh, Red Elk said about it and, and maybe why he goes to the relics, because really they are relics, they're ancient. And some of these in his books are ancient, and this is the interesting part. They can be killed, but they can be reanimated. And I'm not going to go any further than that. People can buy his books. They're available on Amazon, and his name is John Van Deventer. He's incredible. He's got a, a absolute storehouse of information of secret stuff. Yeah, we'll have to interview him. I'll try to maybe get him on next week sometime, and we can interview him about his uh, second book that he's just released. Uh, Red Oak went into that a lot. I just watched uh, Schwarzenegger's term, uh, term, not Terminator, but um, oh, I can't think of the name of it now. It's where they go into uh, the jungle to try and a predator. 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 Predator was the name of it, and it's about an alien species that comes to Earth to hunt, and. There is maybe an element of truth to that if you get into the Bigfoot lore, that some of these people are coming to hunt or, you know, shape-shifting. They have the ability. They have all kinds of abilities. Uh, Fallen angels can shape-shift. I know a lot of people don't believe any of this, but they have the ability to put on just about any shape they want. And... uh, they're they're very powerful, very frightening actually beings, and we're going to run into these things more and more and more. Or if you go in and look at, at at all the sightings of the UFOs and the arrival that's soon to come, they have been uh, conditioning, acclimating humanity now for years 
I want to read something here from Scripture. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. That's an arrival. We can get into that later. But and for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And really, the, the foundation of the lie is evolution. The Bible teaches creation, not evolution. So evolution is how you can come up with all these beings who have different shapes. You'll find that in the book of Enoch. They all had different shapes, laying the groundwork that evolution is true and that creation is a lie. And that uh, I don't know how you word this, but creation opposes evolution. If we're evolving, we're where we should be on the evolutionary scale. If we're evolving where we should be, we don't need a redeemer. We don't need to be rescued. Therefore, you convert Jesus Christ into an avatar, an ascended master, but not, he is not a redeemer. He did not come here to redeem a lost and fallen human race. And when you get into redeeming, you get into the uh, ancient Israel laws of uh, um, redemption, how it works. If Jesus is not a redeemer, he's a liar. The Bible is telling you a whole bunch of lies. And the UFO knots, these uh, fallen ones that are coming here from 20 trillion light years away, just to mention that Jesus Christ is a liar, which ought to give some people a, um, maybe raise their eyebrows a little bit. But anyway, uh, in this Thessalonians, they all might be damned who believe not the truth. The truth is we did not evolve. The truth is we were created and we are devolving. We're going downhill. But it appears as though with all of our technology, we're actually going evolving upwards. But the reality of the scripture is we're going downwards. You'll find that in Daniel in the statue, head of gold, down all the way down to iron and clay, devolving. That's what that's about. It's all about devolving into actually uh, chaos. We're moving into chaos. Anyway, on May 9th, 20, 2001, Dr. Stephen Greer held a press conference in Washington, D.C. for the specific purpose of bringing forward many key witnesses that substantiated alien contact. Uh, if you go onto the TV and watch ancient aliens, <laughs> it's all propaganda. It's absolute propaganda, and that the government has been involved in a major cover-up for a long time. And these witnesses were credible in the extreme that Greer brought forward, totally. I've got all the DVDs from it and everything. Uh, okay, uh, what is the Acclamation Project? Well, it's been going on for a long time. One, introduction of science fiction books. Two, Kenneth Arnold sightings in Washington State. 
Larry, break it anywhere. You got something. The Roswell Roswell incident, the recovering of a flying saucer, alien bodies recovered. Number four, UFO sightings appear all over America and the world. The government conducting studies such as Sign, Grudge, Blue Book, and the government disclaims the UFO sightings and mocks the general public. So charges of a cover-up are made by private UFO investigators. Number five, introduction of science fiction movies, all of which involve alien beings from Mars or elsewhere in the universe who were visiting the Earth and attacking us. Some were good, some were bad, like the day the Earth stood still, Uh, the concept of the good alien. Uh, the need for a united, peaceful mankind under the United Nations. If you go back and watch the day the Earth stood still, the old one, the old version, the U.N. is prominent in it. Television series, My Favorite Martian, Lost in Space. All, what are they doing? Acclimating you. You're not alone. Science fiction writers who made fortunes, Blockbuster movies, Star Wars, Star Trek, Close Encounters, Contact, many others introduced using the latest film technologies and special effects. Um, And all of them implanting the concept of evolution. And uh, anyway, strange government documents then begin to surface called Magic 12, which set off a firestorm. Documents stated the United States government had recovered alien saucers, both live and dead aliens, and were conducting classified black operations. John Lear, Bob Lazar appear on the scene during that time, claiming knowledge of top-secret government operations dealing with aliens and backwards-engineered projects. Television documentaries purported to be based upon scientific evidence began to appear, probing the alien question. Carl Sagan, the uh, scientist, uh, said there were billions upon billions of stars and life elsewhere in the universe was a certainty based upon scientific principles. Then we had the introduction by NASA of the Rock of Mars. You may remember that, President Clinton. Made a big deal out of that. The book, The Day After Roswell, published that aliens were real and recovered. And uh, Dr. Stephen Greer and others begin to probe the UFO enigma. They make plans to disclose to the public the truth behind the UFO mystery. The movie Contact is made and introduces the concept of interdimensional travel, aliens, and alien technology along with life after death to multitudes who flock to see it. Uh, The young girl who grows up and heads the SETI operation, who played by Jodie Foster, lost her father early in life and through a machine made by alien blueprints, traveled through time and space in different dimensions to meet her father again, combining science, alien technology, interdimensional travel, and spiritual afterlife. Books start to appear, seeding the human race by star guides. 
gods uh, who came here and uh, took early evolutionary man and then recreated him. You'll find that Zechariah Stitchin and those kind of people. The Bible story of the fallen angels of Genesis 6 is then changed with the charge of mistranslation and that they are not really fallen angels, but rather they are those that from heaven came down. The concept of star beings that landed on earth is promoted as actual truth of the matter, and the concept of fallen angels is discarded as being fanciful fiction, an old wives' tale. Now, this is not saying that this is not going on. It is. It's just that we're misidentifying who they are. The Bible tells you who they are. So they have to retranslate the Bible. And, they, and where they're doing it is creation versus evolution of unfallen versus fallen. Uh, the book Phoenix Rising by Mary Summer Rain, important and popular book in which the Indian lady called No Eyes has visions and dreams of the future. And she advances the concepts of aliens and evolution as the real truth, and that the Bible concept that the creation of Adam and Eve out of is uh, just totally false. It's wrong. Never happened. And then they begin to work on the concept of Satan, fallen angels, and demons is now being rejected. Now they're aliens. And uh, they're, go they're coming here to help us. So anyway, on and on this thing goes. And I firmly believe that because of our schooling all the way up through doctorate level, you go into the scientific museums or read scientific papers, they have all accepted the doctrine of evolution. The Bible flatly tells you evolution is a lie. Actually, evolution is opposed by two immutable scientific laws, but everybody just kind of sets that aside because it doesn't fit the narrative. And uh, on and on it goes. Larry, you've, you've been involved and seen some of this stuff. Uh, and the Native Americans all say they were visited. They call them, um, what do they call them? Uh, star people, star nation people. They fully accepted that. And this is part of that delusion. What do you think? I think we're very close to it, uh, another arrival. Yeah, there's a uh, matter of fact, if you watch, uh, you know, the old uh, classic uh, Stargate movie, uh, yes. an alien came to Earth and, and took over a, uh, well, a Native American uh, individual and began to uh, operate in a new form of life, or a new life form, basically. Uh, you know, he just took it over. And yes. what's interesting, too, I sent you a post today, I don't know if you got it, but uh, they're talking about a new ape-like creature that's beginning to be seen in lots of places in South America now. Yep. And this thing is, is really flooding on the stage. And by the way, uh, John Vandeventer, his publisher's wanting him now. There's such a demand, it seems like, for Bigfoot characters. They're wanting to, to make uh, coloring books. You know, for kids, because everybody's <laughs> suddenly in the Bigfoot craze. 
Amazing. Here's another headline. Abductee witnessed cattle mutilation on alien craft. Uh, All this stuff, folks, it's, it's real, but it's on the dark side. It's being presented as being light. But it's not. It's darkness. It's a deception. It's a deception of Thessalonians. And it's going to fool an awful lot of humanity, much more than we would even want to think. And you, you know, can Stuart, tell. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to mention when you was talking about that, I really do wish that everybody had been able to read a hard copy of your Danny Dougal series because it was such an expose of everything you're talking about. Yeah, I've got to get that out. People have asked for it. When I, <laughs> it was funny. When I first put it out, uh, I just asked for people if they would be interested. I wrote it actually for kids, uh, anywhere from probably 12 years old up to 20, but adults would love it anyway because it, it exposes. It's uh, like uh, faction. It's uh, it's fiction, but it's produced in, in a novel form. And uh, anyway, uh, before we run out of time here, Putin warned of the West, but the West didn't listen. Like it or not, the Russian president is doubling down on his crusade against American power. Uh, Anyway, 15 years ago in Munich, Vladimir Putin shook the West with a sharp attack on its efforts to bend the world to its will, and the West has chosen not to listen. As the clouds of war gather over Europe, one has to ask if that was wise. Now, Putin also, about five years ago, warned at a press conference you guys are taking World War III way too lightly. World War III is going to happen. It's inevitable. We are going to have a worldwide war. Obama said World War III could not be prevented. He could not prevent it. Why? Well, because it's part of the script. It's part of the script, folks. Uh, mankind is not the uh, how do I say it's not on top of the food chain we have demonic spirits that are above us very very evil spirits that are above us when Jesus was taken up to a high mountain by Satan and shown all the kingdoms of the world through time and Satan says these are mine and I can give them to whomsoever I will in other words, uh, they're his. And Jesus never said to the contrary, my good friend Satan, you do not have those for yourself. He acknowledged that they were his. And he is running this. He has a leasehold on humanity for, uh, I believe, 6,000 years. That's what the early church taught. We're coming up at the end of all that. Anyway, Putin will oversee launch of ballistic missiles and nuclear drill tomorrow as Moscow claims 9,000 civilians have died in Ukraine genocide 
Are you getting the drift here, folks? And Russia's invasion plan is revealed by U.K. intelligence. Russia will carry out uh, wide-ranging drills tomorrow that will involve live-firing ballistic and cruise missiles. Ground forces in Crimea and Ukraine border near Donbass, as well as Black Sea, naval units will be involved. Drill, overseen by Putin himself, will test reliability of weapons of strategic nuclear and non-nuclear forces. It comes as defense ministers meet in Munich for a security conference seen as one of the last hopes of averting uh, trouble, I guess one could say. What do you think, Larry? Well, I would have to say that, uh, and I've said all along, and of course you and I, have we agree on who the aggressor is here. It, it's, even though the, the, <laughs> the entire West and the, the Western world, is their media has just beating the war drums and that Putin's doing all this and Putin's a threat and Putin's threatening the world. Who's the aggressors? I just asked that simple question, and we agree on who the aggressors are. However, it's very obvious. I, I, yeah, yeah and, and I still, I still have to admit that Putin is playing chess, and the Western powers are playing checkers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they know who they're dealing with. I think they think they know. But I really do not believe they understand. And, of course, you get into the arguments of prophecy of Ezekiel 38, 39. Who is God? Who is Magog? And I know some people are now coming up with all this stuff that America is God. And uh, there's no way that that's possible if you read prophecy. Uh, Back a long time ago, J.R. Church, who was probably one of our best researchers, uh, prophetic researchers did some research on Gog and Magog and who who were they and uh, all they did was trace where these people actually went from ancient times and I think they proved conclusively that Gog and Magog and the confederacy of all those all went to the north of Israel America is on the opposite side of the world. All you got to do is go from Moscow, draw a line directly north, over the North Pole, and where do you hit on the other side? You hit the United States, just like Bible prophecy says. Uh, We are going to get hit when Gog and Magog move down to the mountains of Israel. Here's another headline. Uh, Over-the-horizon radar jamming. This radar detects inbound nuke missiles. Massive jamming of radar is taking place continent-wide in Europe. Now, this is Hal Turner. And we, how do you vet some of this stuff? Including over-the-horizon radar needed to detect incoming nuclear missiles. As shown above, massive jamming signals are now being emitted. Now, you have to understand that uh, Israel, likewise, was being jammed uh, by the Russians from Syria. 
I believe they have much more high technology along with those, along those lines, and I think we're walking into a trap. Not only are we, God is not on our side anymore. We have inherited the cursings of Deuteronomy chapter 28. We had all of the blessings, but now we give the finger to God. We don't want anything to do with his son. We don't want anything to do with anything, I guess, basically, other than uh, spending money on occultic holidays and worshiping Satan. So do we really think we're going to be blessed of the Lord? Is he going to uh, protect us? I think we're heading for trouble. What do you think about this jamming? They've already neutralized one of our carriers, several of our uh, destroyers. What's going on, do you think, here, Larry? Well, one of the things I think is going on is we have become so stupid. Here I go again. We've become <laughs> so stupid <laughs> stupid in America, we are so fixated on the American patriot or the American Christians and how big a threat they are to this world, and we're so fixated on a blown-up <laughs> Putin as a great threat that they're, we are literally blind to the great dragon. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's just too bad to watch a nation go down like we are, in particular our military. I mean, those poor people in the military who are going for thinking probably God's on their side. Well, no, he isn't on our side. He says so. He says he's had enough of uh, Babylon, America. He's going to destroy us. He's not going to protect us. So exactly when we are going to be destroyed, I guess that's open to debate. Is it now? Is it 2024, 2025, 2026, somewhere in there? Who knows? Kremlin warned situation near Russia's border could ignite at any moment. Folks, that's a clue of Kremlin thinking. When this thing blows, Russia will move. And maybe that uh, prophecy was right, that on the 23rd, the war begins. Who knows? Uh, have you heard any more about the dating I remember that Russian lady spokesman who said, I really want to know when we're going to invade because I've got a vacation. I need to plan it out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things is, you know, I I recently read a uh, Torah code from uh, Rabbi Glazerson, and he just put out another one, which is, you know, dealing with the same one I read, I guess it was last night, called the threat of Russian invasion of Ukraine, and he is now saying that he's been contacted by quite a few rabbis now that are saying that this, what we're seeing now, is is very much in line with the Vilda Gaon prophecy. And that's the one, if I remember, isn't that the one where Russia goes down and takes Constantinople? Is that the one? Well, that that's the one where basically it, it uh, was a prophecy that uh, when Russia I think the terminology is in the, in the prophecy when when you see Russia bomb Constantinople 
then the coming of Messiah is very close, or something to that effect. I, I hadn't read this in a yeah. while. It's been a while back. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are. Weapons and forces in Europe. Now, this is what Russia said. We insist on withdrawal of all U.S. armed forces and weapons deployed in Central, Eastern, Southeastern Europe and the Baltics. We are certain that national potentials of these areas are quite enough. We are ready to discuss these issues based on Articles 4 and 5 of the Russian draft agreements. We are calling on the U.S. and NATO to return to compliance with international commitments in the area upholding, get this one, peace and security. Remember what Thessalonians says, folks? When they say peace and security, sudden destruction cometh. So anyway, the statement said, we expect concrete proposals from the alliance's members about the form and substance of the legal confirmation that further eastward expansion by NATO will be abandoned. Now, of course, Putin knows full well of uh, Zavinsky's book. Uh, see, I can't pronounce his name, but anyway, he wrote a book. And he's, in that book, he said that what the West was going to do was encircle Russia and then terminate her. He obviously knows that. So anyway, this is what they requested. This is the writing. This is from that. Um, they released what they had said to the West. Now, here's another headline. Remember what they just said. Don't be expanding. NATO leaders begin considering additional battle groups for Eastern Europe. Well, what are we going to do? What, what if Trudeau said, we're going to put 25 uh, Russian bases right on the border? Uh, again, why doesn't Putin have the right to say that is a threat to our national security? We're not going to allow it. Anyway, um, what have you got on late? Well, here's another headline I want to get into. Belarus ready to deploy super nuclear weapons against the West. The Belarusian leader also threatened to be an eternal president if the West does not stop attacking his country. See what they're doing? They're forcing these people into uh, East and West and war and nuclear weapons. What do you think, Larry? I mean, this is just insane what we're doing. Well, it is, and some of the things that's not being reported particularly that's been happening today, and uh, some of those explosions that we recently saw on a video might be explained because, uh, well, I'll just read some headlines real quick from uh, Texas Studio News Studio. They just put it out uh, a couple hours ago says, Biden warns Putin is about to attack NATO, large explosions in Luhansk City, massive gas line explosion in Luhansk, eastern Ukraine, Russia reports major explosion on the Druzhyab oil pipeline in eastern Ukraine, 
this now a second massive explosion in Luhansk. Uh, Russia moves 150,000 troops to the Ukraine border, and 125 battalion tactical special groups are involved. And then, if you, so what I'm basically saying is, now whether it's a false flag, I can't tell you that. But uh, suddenly, we're seeing the uh, gas pipelines or oil pipelines that Russia's concerned about that go through Ukraine now being blown up by someone in massive explosions. And, uh, by the way, uh, the latest in its covert intelligence, but I'll report it anyway, uh, being reported now, you know, that the Russian army has now activated their S-400 missile defense systems on the border of Ukraine. Wow. And also, Stuart, I... Yeah, I, I don't know if you had time. Hal Turner's got so much uh, pictures and video of what's going on in Donetsk and Luhansk and how the people are gassing up anything that's got wheels on it that'll move. Uh, apparently, and, and uh, Russia's reporting that there is a line of vehicles coming out of Donetsk uh, that is over 22 miles long, and Russia is telling all the people in the region there of Donetsk especially and Luhansk Flee the area. Get out of the area. Get your families and come into Russia, and you'll be safe. So, Stuart, it reminds me of that uh, prophecy you talked about where certain areas in around Ukraine are nuked. Yes. They become a radio wasteland, a radioactive wasteland. Uh, that the prophecy also says that Europe is hit. With nuclear, it's a nuclear exchange. Uh, England comes under attack, and I would imagine the United States will at, at the same time. And uh, you can't tell whether these prophecies are true or not, but that's what it looks like right now, that they very well could be. Uh, because remember, folks, that Putin said, you, you want nuclear war? I'm not afraid of it. I don't mind if that's what you want to do. So he's really telling uh, uh, the West, look, I will use nukes. In fact, uh, a little bit ago, he said I might even be the first to use nukes. So he's been warning uh, Biden. Now, he also admitted, he said, yeah, I am outgunned. No question about it, he said. But I have superior nuclear weapons and so whether this is all just uh, uh, you know rhetoric and nothing happens again we don't know we have come up to the brink a number of times and uh, however they're saying that the fighting there uh, is far worse than it was before and where did you hear that uh, I can't remember now I just Lost my train of thought, but here are a couple headlines. Estonian Intel claims Russia likely to launch limited attack. U.S. troop reinforcements arrived near Poland, Ukraine border. That's probably why. Uh, in that was that a prophecy where he goes into Poland, Larry? Well, uh, it's actually two things. Uh, number one. Uh, there is a Polish prophecy that I was uh, 
given the information from yes. somebody that was in Poland at the time, and all Poland were talking about it. It was in the Christian areas. It was a Christ, old Christian uh, prophet, an elder, that had prophesied probably a, almost 100 years ago now uh, that s- sometime in the future that Russia, something would happen, and Russia would begin to invade Poland even, which was unheard of years ago. And and during this invasion that Russia would start invading Poland and head for the uh, capital of Poland, but something would happen. They did, the prophecy didn't tell what, but something happens, and suddenly the entire Russian army, just before they get to the capital of Poland, they turn and move and attack Europe. Yeah. Well, Europe is, uh, you know, the the big enemy over there, at least close at hand. When you got NATO, and, and, Nate, yeah, yeah, and one of, yeah, I was just going to mention the, where you might have thought uh, tied in Estonia is the fact that I remember I told you about the recent book by the Admiral talking about a rush. Uh, Russia going into Poland and taking half of it and taking, I think it's Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia, which are NATO yeah. nations. And he and this ties in. Russia basically then owns all the, the, the ground in those three countries and half of Poland. And actually that butts up against Kaliningrad and a Ukraine. And Putin has all that. That's the book, 2034 is the title of it. Yeah, it almost sounds like a script, doesn't it? NATO sees no signs of Russia's troop withdrawal. U.S. spy planes caught circling over Ukraine. Uh, fighting in Ukraine worse than years. This is Hal Turner. Crisis escalating. Uh, mass evacuations going on. You know, this is an interesting thing, isn't it, Larry? They wait, even the people who are there, who obviously have heard that this was going to happen, or at least thought it was, didn't even bother to gas up their vehicles, didn't bother to have a, 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 a bug-out bag, and now they <laughs> now you got a 22-mile-long convoy. What happens? And those roads over there are not that good, and all you got to do is have a couple of breakdowns. And well, everybody stalled. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, that it's so odd because, oddly enough, and you'll remember it back a few uh, radio shows ago, remember I was given the information that people, that a number of Ukrainian people and and from Belarus and others were going to college in, in Poland, and remember that the word got out that they were all being told to flee Poland and flee Ukraine and go to Donetsk or Luhansk to ride this war out safely. And now, now, uh, weeks later, we're hearing the scenario that Russia is telling everyone, basically in Luhansk and Donetsk, that basically that territory of eastern Ukraine, flee those areas and come into Russia, something's going to happen there. Yeah. Well, here he's got... uh up to 200,000, remember the uh, last night uh, you had mentioned that you thought maybe up to 250,000 Russian troops. Now they're saying 200,000 at least Russian troops positioned yeah. near the border. So 
I wonder if that prophecy for the 23rd, it'll be about right on timing. If Putin is waiting to let this thing get really bad, bad, then he has a uh, he can take the high road and go in to protect his people. And well, you know, I was, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to answer your question there. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, Hal Turner had posted that insiders were telling him that Putin was going to wait. He wasn't going to move right now, even with uh, Luhansk and Donetsk under attack. He was going to wait until it got really, really bad. And now, if you'll remember the terminology that the Russians and Putin are just put out, just put out, genocide. Yes, that's a clue. That's a clue of what they're going to do. So he can take the high road, come in to stop genocide. So this is very, very interesting. And this is a U.S. ambassador who uh, says, we assess that Russia probably has massed 169,000 to 190,000 personnel in and near Ukraine as compared with about 100,000 on January 30th. This is the most significant military mobilization in Europe since the Second World War. Then from Reuters, a diplomatic source with years of direct experience of the conflict described the shelling over the past two days as the most intense during the front line in eastern Ukraine since major combat there uh, ended in the 2015 ceasefire. Uh, have you heard anything about a ceasefire? I haven't. No, there's there's not only not a ceasefire, Stuart. Uh, apparently, the and if you'll remember, remember some of Hal Turner's information a couple of weeks ago that uh, yeah. somebody had the information that a, a plane load of special ops people were yeah. being sent in to do a false flag to start a war, and they were flying them there out of Britain. Remember that? Yeah, and, I and do. With that, with, yeah, with that being said, also, you know, Putin called up the National Guard in, uh, in uh, Russia, but he just now, matter of fact, today, actually being reported by... Uh, from the Kremlin, that Putin himself has just signed a decree ordering all reserve military forces up to combat level. Wow. Well, he's getting ready. I think he knows he's got to. What What else can he do? Uh, <clears throat> they put him in a – this is global deep state, and they put him into a position where he has to act. He doesn't have a choice. And on and on and on it goes. It's just the way uh, Deep State operates. And it's the way God operates, by the way. Uh, I wanted to get into this a little bit more on what's going on with the borders here in the United States. O thou that dwellest upon many waters, speaking to Babylon, America, abundant in treasures, thine end is come, and the measure of thy covetousness. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. That interesting. All you got to do now is what's going on on the border. We're, we're being invaded. 
Here's another one. Major concern at the Texas border. Dozens of terrorists apprehended with cash of weapons. Okay. Um, What else you got, Larry, before we run out of time that you wanted to bring up? Well, I was going to mention something. I was on uh, a show with Augusto today, and here's a headline. Uh, Breitbart News, this is late this evening. Canadian police move in to crush the Freedom Convoy with mass arrests as protesters link arms, sing the Canadian anthem, and says reports that police are now blocking protesters from leaving the area. So this is a really big deal. And, and, and we, I was on the show with Augusto today, and Augusto brought up the fact that the new convoys that they're about to launch in the U.S., to go to start towards Washington D.C., they're going under the banner of MAGA, Make America Great Again. And Augusto said, he said that is tempting fate. He said they could yeah. not have chose a more uh, dangerous title for their convoys to use against the Democrats because the Democrats now, because of Trump and MAGA, they will go insane. Well, that's kind of like waving a red flag before a nasty bull. <laughs> that's what that's yeah. doing. Uh, anyway, it says here, Trudeau regime will start confiscating pets belonging to Freedom Convoy protesters. And they lick, they're going to liquidate these pets. Uh, they will keep the dogs for eight days, and then the animals will be considered relinquished, or in other words, they're going to terminate them, basically. Uh, and, of course, they won't be able to get anything done in eight days because they'll be arrested. Uh, and they're also locking down the banks. Folks, you need to get money and cash out of the banks here in America. We were threatened by a uh, Canadian high-level official uh, that uh, if you had any thing to do with any of this, even on social media, supporting you, your bank account may be in jeopardy. Now, I don't know where Canada gets the ability to do that to the people in the United States, but this is a whole, this is a revelation. The Lord is revealing how we have allowed the powers that be totally take over everything, the food, money, your cash. They can tell you how much cash you can have. They can outlaw cash if they want to. They can do anything they want. Hey, hey, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, using a little deduction like a police officer does, you look at clues, (laughs) one of the biggest glaring clues is that just before Trudeau did this, Remember, Biden told him to use his federal powers. Now, that's That's a clue. That means the mentality of Biden and his regime is they're going to use everything Trudeau's using against the American people, too. So if you ever ever donated a penny to Donald Trump or the Republican Party or probably MAGA or you voted for Trump, they got your names. Yeah, and here's another warning, because of the Great Reset, the Klaus Schwab or whatever his name is, Slob, I guess is his name, (laughs) 
Canada blacklist Freedom Convoy crypto wallets. That's your digital wallets that they've been promoting. Even our local uh, credit union's been promoting this digital wallet. So all they got to do is blacklist it, and you're done. You see what they're doing? They're taking total control over you, just like the Bible said. Uh, China's social credit system, they have total control. And unfortunately, the masses of the world, uh, not watching what's going on, have allowed them now to rise up with the power. It's unbelievable how much power they actually have. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, any, well, any last? Almost, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that maybe our saving grace, us that believe, maybe our saving grace might be a kill shot from the sun. Yeah, it would be because the Lord could actually discombobulate everything they've done. <laughs> One massive CME and their electronic system is toast. Uh, the Lord has a lot of ways to get even with these rich men. Anyway, Finnish MP criminally charged after quoting Bible in opposition to LGBT event. So it's they're criminalizing it. And um, this is the way it goes. The hatred for the ethics, the morality of the Bible knows no bounds nowadays. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Uh, any last word you've got? Well, be be watchful this weekend and going into next week. <clears throat> and by the way, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday, the banks are closed because of a holiday. So if you need any money early in the morning, you better get it. Yep. I would say that when FEMA told their people to go to the grocery stores and buy up like your ready for a large hurricane in the aftermath. That's probably two weeks supply or three weeks supply and get cash out of the bank because you're going to need it. Uh, we're, we're heading in that direction, folks. And it's going to come really fast like a freight train. And the only ones that are going to be aware are those who are really listening. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Uh, we didn't get to do a lot of what I wanted to do, but anyway, uh, we'll do it later, if the Lord willing. Take care. Heads up. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.